The Hard Shoulder with Kieran Cuddy with Nissan on News Talk. Connor Pope of the Irish Times. Good evening, Jonathan. How are you? I'm very well. Uh, talk us through what Permanent TSB did this morning. Well, Permanent TF- DS- TSB has become just the latest of the Irish lenders to raise their rates in response to the European Central Bank changes in recent months. Um, So it's increasing its interest rates, including the fixed term mortgage interest rates from between 0.05%, which is virtually nothing, to 0.9%. So that means it's an average of 0.45% the rates are increasing by. And to be fair, it, it wasn't an unexpected move because most of the banks have now moved in response to ECB rate increases. And we've seen three ECB rate increases in the last uh, four or five months. And we're likely to see another European Central Bank rate increase next month. Now, that means that many, many hundreds of thousands of people are significantly worse off than they were this time last year. And I know that, understandably, a huge amount of attention has been uh, has been focused on the rising cost of energy uh, for Irish homeowners or for, for for Irish people uh, and, and the rising cost of food up and down our supermarket aisles. But for, as I say, for hundreds of thousands of people, the interest rate hikes that are being imposed by the European Central Bank are going to have an absolutely crippling impact on them financially in the weeks and months and perhaps even years ahead. Now, we know that this was coming um, because the fact that the European Central Bank dictates the rates that we lend money at here. Is is there any suggestion that the Irish banks are doing a little bit more than they need to when it comes to increasing the rates? Well, far be it from me now to suggest that the Irish banks are up to no good. But what I can tell you is that historically, Irish people have paid significantly more for their mortgages than people across the the Eurozone. And by that, I mean, sometimes it's more than double the Eurozone average for mortgages. Now, there would be a reason for that in in some respects, although the reason is largely the bank's fault, let's be honest, because, you know, the Irish banks were effectively broken by the economic crash uh, in 2008, 2009. So they've, they've spent more than a decade trying to claw back the money that they lost themselves. Uh, as a result of the economic crash. Uh, But it's ultimately the Irish homeowner, the Irish consumer, the Irish borrower who's been paying the price for that stuff. Um, I think what's interesting is that we've seen a lot of the banks increasing their um, interest rates for, for lenders very, very fast. And yet they've been much slower to increase the rates that they give to people who have money on deposit. I wonder why that would be, Connor. I mean, why would that happen? Absolutely. Now, to, fair, to be fair to PTSB, they are increasing the rates they offer to, to deposit account holders as well. But it, it, it seems to have moved very slowly. You know, but I, and I think it's but it is worth pointing out, right, because we're talking about if you talk about the 300,000 people who have tracker mortgages and they're probably the people who've been hit fastest by the European Central Bank rate increases. But it is worth pointing out. And I, I, I say this as a tracker mortgage holder myself. It is worth pointing out that they have had it really, really good for a decade. Um, and the mortgage interest rates that people who are on tracker mortgages are paying today are still lower than a lot of the standard variable rates that are offered mm. by the pillar banks in this country. Yeah, because they are literally tracking uh, the, still uh, a lower exactly. rate than, than else is out there. Um, David Hall of the Irish Mortgage Holders Association, this is the kind of thing that will creep up on people, David, because if you're in a fixed rate, you have to come off that rate and then you're given the option uh, to fix again, whether it be for one, two or three years. So not everybody, as Connor says, not everybody's being hit at once, unlike those on trackers. 
No, correct. And, and Conor's right. Like, the ones on trackers are being hit at the moment. Yes, they've had a lower race than uh, many for the last number of years. You know, it depends what comes in December and February and March's ECB meeting because they could exceed that variable rate very, very fast. The deposits, as Connor's mentioned, is correct. The banks have access to the deposits. But let's be clear and let's remember, our good old friends, the vulture funds, don't have such access to those funds and they don't have those borrowing metrics available to them to be able to use and dip into those deposit accounts. So they're getting very itchy and very um, movie at the moment in relation to passing on some of those um, interest rates, which they have to do. Their funding model is completely different. They're funding from the wholesale market, which is directly affected by these interest rates, and they're starting to add on to what some would say, and I would say, were already higher rates and higher variable rates that some of the funds have had. So it's a very difficult time. It's a very stressful time for people. Cost of living has affected everybody. Um, and there will come a time where those rates will, will be passed on, and um, it will have an impact on people. And we've got also, um, Jonathan, people who are already in mortgage arrears. Um, we've 23,000 in long-term arrears, 46,000 in total. Some of them are struggling. Um, many, many, many of them are engaging and doing their best, and indeed many are in restructures. But those rates will increase and the amount of money they've had to pay will increase and they have been as part of the restructuring program and many will agree have been put to the pit of the collar to pay the bank as much as they humanly can and this could tip many more over the edge. Have we at least reached the point now where we know that engaging with the bank early is better than not engaging with them at all? Have we learnt that mistake at least from the crash of 0708? Uh, well, so it depends on your point of view, and, and I have a very difficult position on this because there's 23,000 people in long-term mortgage arrears. The central bank's report, and indeed I met the, the central bank at FLAC at an event last night on mortgage arrears where you know they published a paper the last couple of days saying 14,000 haven't paid anything in, the, in 2020, 2021. 8,000 of those have engaged and have been deemed unsustainable. So what do you do with 23,000 people in long-term mortgage arrears where there's little or no, there's been 9,000 voluntary repossessions and court-ordered repossessions, but there isn't a normal functioning repossession process in Ireland. And my function in this world has always been to try and prevent unnecessary repossessions. There are methods, and I'm not here to defend any methods, but I find it very difficult, Jonathan, to tell somebody who's going to be entering into a cost-of-living crisis that they're stuck in the middle of now to feed the family, heat their home and travel to work and buy food, that they're at grave risk of losing their home. They're not at grave risk of losing the home, statistically speaking. They should be. And I warned that they should be and there would be a tsunami of repossessions, which is what should legally have happened. It didn't happen because banks, in my view, held back and wanted prices to increase, which has now happened. And now, whatever chance the retail banks had of entering court to try and persuade a judge to re- give a repossession order, good luck to the vulture funds who own 75% of the long-term mortgage arrears rocking into court and trying to persuade a judge and a community that they want to repossess somebody's home. So I think it's a very difficult time ahead. It's a very, very difficult time for the banks and vulture funds in these circumstances because if you're joining a queue of 23,000 people, the chances of you losing your home are much, much less. Yeah, we do love a queue in this country. Um, Conor Paul, back to you if I can. Um, there is a human cost to this uh, and it is a human cost based on stress that people will see mounting bills, electricity bills going up. We know there's a, a state support that is gratefully received by everybody. Um, but, but coming into Christmas, looking into the year ahead, people worried in some cases uh, about whether they're going to have enough to pay the bills now, never mind in, in three or four months' time. It's stressful. 
It's incredibly stressful. And myself and David have been have been talking about this kind of stuff for more than a decade now. And some of the 23,000 people that David has mentioned there have been living with this stress for just like for, for almost like for nearly more than a decade in some instances. Uh, and it, it, it's incredibly hard for them. But it's also going to be incredibly hard for people uh, who aren't in mortgage arrears and who aren't in long term mortgage arrears in the weeks and months ahead. Because if you think about it, if you think about the higher cost of energy, which is maybe adding another 2000 euros to a person's uh, to, to the amount of money that a person needs over the course of a year possibly even more than that and then you add in the higher cost of food up and down the supermarket aisles which might take another thousand euros out of their pocket and then if they're on a tracker mortgage and they've seen the interest rate increases of two uh, of two of, percent of more than two percent and it's going to be climbing again in, in December and then again in January or February or March you could be worse off by around four and a half or five thousand euros and that's a net figure Jonathan which means an awful lot of Irish families would have to earn an additional 10 grand just to make up the shortfall and just to be standing still. And I think that kind of financial uncertainty is is putting a huge burden of stress on people. And we've talked about the financial toll that the cost of living crisis has been having. I don't know if we've properly and fully explored the emotional toll of this, because the other reality is nobody really can say with any degree of certainty where it's all going to end. I mean, if you listen to the economic experts who were speaking to us in January and February, who were saying things like, oh, yeah, no, the interest, the, the inflation is going to climb and climb and climb. And then in June, it's going to level off and we should be back to a more sustainable rate of inflation by the autumn. Then, of course, Russia invaded Ukraine. All bets were off. And it just means that we're in this incredibly uncertain time. And I think an awful lot of people, as we head into Christmas, will be struggling both financially and emotionally uh, because they just don't know what's going to happen next. Okay, Connor Pope of the Irish Times, David Hall of the Irish Mortgage Holders Association. Thank you very much for joining us. The Hard Shoulder with Kieran Cuddy with Nissan. Weekdays from four on News Talk.